This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I gotta say, oddly enough, I'd probably be, want to be like Justin Timberlake and NSYNC back in the late 90s. Why? Because... Th- so then you could dance? Well, number one, I could dance. <laughs> you're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your hosts, Regan Smith and Keith White. All right, welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Upfront. I'm Heath White. We're sitting in the Dirty Mo Radio Studio with Regan Smith. Regan, how are you? I am Regan Smith. You're still Heath White. I'm still. First, first name's name. over there. First name's still first name. So that's first. good. We're going to start every show by getting first name more and more involved. Because I feel like he, he's oh, degressing. So he's, already in, he's already involved with the beer right now, so that's good to see. Yeah, maybe that'll help. We, oh. are, we, are, we are filming afternoon this time. First time we've done an afternoon uh, taping in quite some time, so... First name felt it was his duty to go ahead and just take a six pack and crack into it right away. We got twelve. We had twelve beers. There's, in the yeah, studio. There's I do. I, I do see. There's a lot. We got a lot of work to do if we're going to get through all these in our thirty minute show here. There's a lot of Dale's Pale Ale floating around today. It's hey. a good day then. But we actually uh, in the studio today. We have got Josh Berry, and this is a big deal because first name and I were talking this over. This is Josh's second time on the show. He's reached the upper echelon now. He's joined the company of Ben Rhodes, who's been on the show twice. And Aaron Sawmill Hoover, who's also been on the show twice. I forgot Sawmill's been on twice. I did forget that. Well, more importantly from us, from our standpoint, you actually came back for a second time. So that must mean the show is pretty awesome. That's how I look at it. Glad to be back. It was like, and you're glad to be back too. It's not like we forced you. So. I think he's being polite. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> that was one of them. Like he was grinding his teeth and he said, "I'm glad to be back." Great you know, back. I didn't yeah. have anything I could be working on. I, I, yeah. You've been uh, obviously having a great season. Eight, nine wins now? Eight or nine? Eight. Eight, eight wins. Sorry. Once you get above five, it's tough to keep track, you know. Yeah. I mean, you got all them trophies laying around over there, and I, you probably lost a couple this year already. You've, you've got so many of them. But uh, obviously a great season going for you with the with the late model stuff. I know uh, it's been fun to watch and fun to see all the updates on, on different things. You're running different series too now, right? You're you're doing some of the, uh, what is it, the Cars Tour? Cars Tour, yeah. With it, which little t- – explain to us the Cars Tour real quick because I don't, I don't know the differences between that. You would be familiar with probably a lot of the people that run that. It, it's sort of t- taken from the former Hooters Pro Cup series. Those cars sort of faded off, and they decided to take on late model stocks and super late models to make a series. They both raced the same night, and uh, it's really been a pretty good deal. It's a lot of the old people from the Pro Cup. You right, know, that run it and everything, and it's been it's been a fun deal. I mean, it, it's a good deal for us. It's competitive. And similar similar rules package to what you're a running. Li- a with little the bit other stuff different or? tires. You know, we run we run Hoosier tires primarily. That these run American racers, and uh, there's a little bit different rules with the suspension and stuff. But uh, overall, it's pretty close. That's good then. So not too many adjustments you guys had to make. Obviously, you changed tire, and that's a big. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your chassis and stuff, I'm sure you got to do a little bit of work with it yeah, in different that, tracks. But. Yeah, it's a different style of tire, but it actually provides pretty good racing. I think it's it's kind of leveled the playing field a little bit in that deal. So it's definitely been good. I mean, we've been we're two and zero so far, so it's been good. I keep say, I keep yeah. going to the cars races. Yeah. Then why not, right? I That's only, uh, only two starts in that series. Yeah. The only the good part about two and zero is two you're batting a hundred. Yeah. The bad part about it is at some point. You're gonna. It, I mean, you're not. You know how racing is. You, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I've lost more races in my career than I've won. So yeah. at some point, that average is gonna come down, and, and you got to be prepared for it. But uh, yeah, definitely a good start. That series that is Jack McNelly is the guy that started that series, yeah. right? And and is running. I've known Jack for a long time. Um, again, didn't know a lot about the series until you started running it and then kind of started paying more attention. But it seems like from a short track 
series, it's getting some headway built behind it to where guys are starting to follow it. It keeps getting bigger. They're getting, what, 20, 30 cars a week mm -hmm. now in each division, which is, is great. That's, I mean, you want to go race with cars and, and car counts. So that's good to see that, uh, you know, that they've, they've created something that, that everybody's coming out and it's drawing those crowds now again. Yeah, definitely. They, they've created a, a really good series, I feel like. And uh, I think it's it's evolving. I think it'll only get better. But, you know, one of the biggest things for us is, like, people pay attention to it. People pay attention to me. People know that I won that race. People know that Speedco was on the car. It and, comes and with a, a few win those races. It's racing, got a lot of clout you know? behind it. Yeah. yeah I mean, because people, there's so many guys you know, showing you up. Get, you get a lot of mentions and reactions and stuff on social media from it and stuff because there's a lot of people paying attention to it. So it's it's a good it's a good deal. Cool. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's the late model stuff, unless you're a local guy, it's tough to follow. So the fact that you've got a new spotlight mm -hmm. on you, and that kind of leads me to the next question, because obviously with it being covered so much socially, we get a lot of questions um, from from the fans from a junior motorsports standpoint as to, hey, this Josh Berry kid, he's making some noise. When is he going to run another Xfinity race, or when are you going to put him in a truck? The race fans want to know how you feel. I mean, you've obviously put a lot of time into late. But actually, the late model deal is pretty much afloat because of what you bring to the table at this point mm -hmm. so how do you make that transition you know it, does it feel some is it frustrating at times when you feel like you're making enough noise to get to the next level is it just part of the business right now i mean how I'd do say you feel about that it's part of the business it, uh, you know i'd be lying if i said it wasn't a little bit frustrating but you know the, the good thing about it is just if you continue to win and keep trying to do things right i mean you, you're doing all i can you know what i mean if i if I wasn't running good and uh -huh. everything, it'd be different. But since I'm running good, I mean, I feel like personally, you know, I'm doing about the best I can to earn an opportunity. And uh, if that happens or not, you know, who knows? But yeah. uh, you know, I definitely, I'm at, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with. It. I mean, I love late model racing. I love, I love the past two seasons we've had winning as much as we have. I mean, it makes winning it a lot never more gets fun. old. So that helps. Yeah, that I mean, definitely I, makes it good. We fought. It? I mean, I raced several years, and we. We struggled to yeah. find victory lane consistently, and, and and being able to do that these last two years, I mean, really, it, it changes your outlook, and it's it's definitely changed the whole whole deal. I mean, our whole team, I think, is just on a totally different level than what it's been the you know a few years ago. Yeah, and it's such a small operation too. The the see you guys have the success. How many guys do you take to the track? Typically? We, yeah, I mean, normally about four to five people right. per you know per car, maybe a couple more if we you know, run both cars the same night or something. But and you're still setting these cars up. And during the week, you're setting these cars up at the shop right, yourself. You're taking, you know? taking care of two cars, not, yeah. not only yours, but when William runs, you take right. care of his car as well, and, and that car runs pretty frequently, right? Yeah. Almost all the same scheduled yeah. races you run for the most part. Yeah, it's a – I mean, it's a – as long as things go good, you know, it, it's a pretty – easy to stay on top of things but if you start tearing stuff up it makes it a lot it gets harder difficult, it gets a lot, doesn't it? yeah it gets a lot it gets a lot harder a lot quicker well it's yourself and and is there two or three other two, two guys there's two other two guys others, yeah, that work there. Yeah. yeah so that's that's a lot for that's a lot for three guys to tackle on a weekly basis and, yeah, and as you said if you have a fender or anything go bad then uh makes it even more difficult yeah it's definitely uh it's a it, it's a challenge but it's been fun i mean the hands-on part of it is something that i've just come to i've just mm -hmm. been so used to it now that it's like nothing and uh it's been fun. Like I said, it makes it a lot more rewarding, too, when you win, when you work with all the work. There's an element to that, yeah. That that win, when you've had such a hand in it, it definitely makes you appreciate it. I think you always appreciate wins no matter what, but when you, your hands are on it 24-7, that changes it, too. Definitely. Yeah, I think Josh was one of the few drivers when we, you did run those Xfinity races last year for us. Josh was helping push the car through tech, and you're looking around the garage and the Xfinity, and there's no other drive. Everyone's back, back in the coach, relaxing like you, Regan. See, and Josh works out, is good out there, and it heat. makes the officials scratch their head. <laughs> and as you go through tech, they don't even look at anything because they're like, "Why is he over here right yeah. now?" And there you go through. And they I, just let them. They're like, "Oh, just go, whatever." 
I, that's I figured I was. It's all part of your plan, right? It's all part of the system. I had nothing better to do. Yeah, he's I there. Mean, he might as well put him to I work, don't know right? What to do? <laughs> yeah. When Josh does get that truck or Xfinity ride, we're gonna be like, Josh, you don't have to work on the the car anymore. Just yeah. focus on driving. Yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna shift gears a little bit. Uh, we've got some questions here that we're gonna throw at you. Both both first name and I are gonna test Regan and Josh, and this is kind of like almost a get to know you questions. It's it should be fun. Show a little personality here. I know Regan. You if have they're no, coming, if they're you coming, you have no personality, you, Regan. Yeah, none whatsoever. I'm just if these questions are coming from you, there's no telling what they're gonna oh, be. Oh, we put them together. Don't worry, it's it's not too hard. First name, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Start from the bottom down there, all the way at start the bottom. Start from the bottom, all the way at the bottom. Yeah, this is gonna be interesting because some of this is racing related. I feel like there's yeah. a song like that. We started <laughs> from the bottom. bottom. Yeah. Now we hear. Some yeah. of this is gonna be racing related. Some of this. Now I realize why he doesn't talk <laughs> after that. <laughs> now I realize why we try to mute him and no not singing. give him beer before the show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hang on. Some of this is going to be <laughs> racing related. Some of this is just going to be just weird. So bear with us, Josh. And we're starting out on a weird note. We are. If you had to describe yourself as an animal, which one would it be? Wait, who's get, who gets this question first? I think you start with Regan. Our, oh, Regan. <laughs> oh, I got to answer. I want to hear what Regan has to say. Oh, as an animal. That's a good question. I think it'd be better if, like, he described me as a – what would you describe me if I was an animal? It depends on the situation. If we're just like hanging out, you know, drinking some Dale's Pale Ale, I would describe you as uh, what, what's a goofy animal? Giraffe. Yeah, you're kind of like a giraffe. However, except I'm short. But you know, <laughs> in the race car, when things are not going your way, and I'm listening to you on the radio, I would describe you as maybe a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I could see. I could see that at times. I was going to say like a Doberman pincher or something like that, perhaps. Yep. Got Partially because I got Dobermans and that's true. It's you're just you know, that. I'm partial to yeah, I'm partial to Dobermans. Okay, so, so I think that's fair. Think Josh, that's fair. what, what about think? Josh? He's like, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I, like I said, I might have to have Heath bail me out on this one. It's hard know. to describe yourself. If I had to if describe Heath, I'd say a teacup well, chihuahua. I'm yeah. not on trial here. You guys are on He's trial. He's kind of yippy yeah. and little and petite. And I would describe Josh. pink a lot. I need, I need an animal for Josh that's kind of unassuming, like an unassuming animal. Like, Josh isn't all that you see. Like, Josh is kind of reserved when you first meet him. And he's, he, he's very polite. But then after you get to know him, he's, he's a pretty funny guy and loosens up a little bit. So I, I don't know. I don't know what animal that would be. This is tough. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it would be hard to describe ourselves well, as animals. We'll move on to the next question. All right, I'm going to ask this one. Josh, we'll start with you. You're not a race car driver, but you are a musician, and you can be part of any band, music, whatever, from any time period. Who? What band would you join? Any time period. Any time period. Mm. Anything. 60s, 70s, know. 80s, probably, 90s? I would say probably like an 80s rock band or something. Like Aerosmith? Like yeah, something along those lines. That'd be cool. Who do you think gets more girls, race car drivers or rock stars? Probably rock stars. <laughs> I would say that. a lot more girls right, like yeah. music than they like <laughs> racing. There's a lot more partying that happens in the <laughs> yeah. rock industry than, big, than big more people. I mean, like don't that. get me wrong. There's a lot of fun in the racing industry too, but the, the rock industry, it's like a nightly thing. They're on tour, and they, uh, I don't know if they ever get a break from it. So, well, Regan, what about you? You're a big I, that's music a good fan. question. So I, I am. You like hard fan. rock? I love hard rock, right? And I'm, I'm got some good friends in the hard rock industry, and and. It's certainly you sit there and you're like, man, it'd be pretty cool to be those guys and and do what they do and and uh, you know have have that lifestyle or, or whatever you want to call it and, and do all that. I gotta say, it, oddly enough, I'd probably be want to be like Justin Timberlake and NSYNC back in the late '90s. Why? Because so then you could dance. Well, number one, I could <laughs> dance. Number two, I'd still have hair. That's true. But it have to be number bleached. three. I would it. parlay that into a movie career following. 
my musician musical career, whatever, because he's kind of he's doing everything. He now. He's not just doing music; he's doing movies. He's doing yeah. And how many him other and Jimmy Fallon? I see him on TV all the time. How many other guys from Instinct actually have had post Instinct careers? Yeah, I don't think there's been that. I don't really but know who was in Instinct. Furthermore, <laughs> one, yeah. furthermore, when I was in high school, I think every girl had a poster oh, yeah. of him on the wall. Yep. So you're exactly right. Just the ego in me would be like, yeah, I want every girl to have my poster on their wall. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. Actually, I think there's some similarities. Have you ever seen me dance? No. Pretty good dancer. You have a couple more beers and then we can see it? I got, I mean, I got some moves. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, drop, they'll stop a freight train, but, you know. Uh, that's scary. I, I'd be scared. I actually don't scared have any moves. moves. I'm a terrible dancer. Hey, wh- that's the thing. When, you have, when you've had a few beers, though, everyone thinks they're a good dancer, whether you are or not. Yeah. Oh, I don't care about anything. Yeah, I, I, I kind of ease, ease up and let it all go. Mm. All right, first name. This is another tough one because yeah, it's is asking you to describe yourself once again, but it's kind of a fun one. Who would you want to play you in a movie of your life? The Regan Smith saga. Who plays Regan Smith? And who plays Josh Berry? I don't know actors. I don't know either. That's what I was thinking. I, was I mean, I watch Tom movies just because of Days of Thunder. Yeah, because it's the easiest. It. Yeah, that's the easiest. <laughs> He's already it. got the racing thing what down, if, man. What if we're on a Dirty Mo Radio budget and we couldn't really get Tom Cruise? Clint Eastwood. <laughs> well, then I wouldn't even. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. they can afford, I guess, Stephen Stephan or something. <laughs> 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 Sawmill. Sawmill oh. would be good. Sawmill would of be a great. Of all people yeah. in this building, you pick Stephen Stephan to yeah, play I mean, you. it'd be entertainment Steven? at least. Well, wow. Stephen's been asking to come on the radio show. He's actually really good with impersonations, too. We did a 360 on this a few years ago. Yeah, that's why I said he's good with you noticed Regan has dodged this question? I'm pretty good at that when I want to. <laughs> you got to find an actor that kind of looks like Regan. Who He's had a be? good PR man over these ye- last few years. Yeah, so. He has been pretty good. Dodge questions. <laughs> <laughs> Heath, Steer the ship. Heath, your arm looks like it hurts. You just threw your shoulder out. Yeah, pat myself <laughs> on the back. Yeah, I did see that happen. I don't know. I would have to say. I got one for Regan. But I'll let you. I'll let you let's see, these are tough questions to answer about yourself because you can't, ever, you can't critique yourself that way. Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> you know that really obnoxious guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking That's about. That's Regan. Okay. Put a helmet on him and let him, yeah. let him get on the radio and the race car. See how that goes. Now, Josh, on the other I hand. I don't think in the race car he'd be loud enough to be me. Mm. That's true. Yeah. You have your moments. You do. So, first name. I picked one for Regan. you got to pick one for Josh. Who's his actor? I don't know Josh well enough. But, yeah. but from the time I've been around him, which is just today's show. <laughs> I got it. The last show. I got it. Uh, I got I'm it. <laughs> I got it. Who's the Who's the guy in Eastbound and Down? He plays Red and Pineapple Express. I yeah, think his name. Danny. Yeah. Uh, Mick. Mick something. Danny something. Anyways, whoever that guy is, that's you. That's me. That'll be our homework. We'll look it up. One of our listeners. I think uh, one of our listeners can. Yeah. He's a little sarcastic. He's got a dry sense of humor, which I feel you do too. So I think yeah. that's, that's. Oh, hard. I do know who you're talking about now. Not the lead character, but the no. other guy. No, the lead the character, dude. Oh, I thought you meant the the his counterpart there. Who's his counterpart? It's been a while. It's the other comedian. They're both comedians. Either way, we'll get a comedian for Josh. That was a good show. Yeah, it was a good show. Sawmill, actually, we talked about this on a few episodes ago, but Sawmill and I used to watch that on the plane home. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that a few times, yeah. I, I could see Paul Rudd for either of you two. I don't know if he could be a race car driver, though. Paul Rudd is funny. I think he's hilarious. He's good. Another one I'm not familiar with. All he's right. He's the, he's they the could be insulting us as much as they want. No, no, he's good. He's good. He's an anchor man. He's a funny guy. Yeah. He's in uh, This Is 40, all, the, all those uh, Judd Apatow films. Anyway, all right, we're going to make this easy on you guys. All right, Josh. Have you ever had a nickname? You got to be honest. You can't be like if someone gave you a nickname, you got you got to share it. It uh, could be a bad nickname. One of this one was kind of it's funny. I remember when I used to work here all the time, and, and Gordon Gibbs was here. He used to call me Plum Bob because he always said my, <laughs> said my hat, hat was crooked. 
And he said I needed to have a plumb bob on the front to level <laughs> it out. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that, that is that good. One. That was one plumb of bob. Oh, he was Gordon. always on me. Yeah. yeah. Gordon Gordon was always on everybody. He was yeah. uh, he was on the chip quite frequently. On, yeah. On Especially both, Steven. So. It was funny. He used to spin oh Steven out. Anybody that's been spin Steven out is great. You, you love every second of that. What, what do you have for us, Regan? I was for the longest time pork chop. Pork chop. Pork chop. Yeah, I was as, as a kid. I uh, I was a husky fella. Were you? Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. Well, little Rhett was here this morning. He's getting a little chunky. Well, it's kind of funny. So the pork chop. But he's a baby. The pork chop nickname came from Charlie Brock, who is actually works on another team, a, a rival team in our garage area. I've known him since I was, you know, basically. 11 or 12 years old most of my life right he he gave me that pork chop pork chop nickname continued on with it while well, our first flight with Rhett which happened to be the first time that Charlie met Rhett we get on there and he says wow we got pork chop and now we got pot roast too <laughs> so guy. poor Rhett might get a nickname <laughs> based on a nickname I had that he doesn't even want but uh, yeah pork chop was it for a while I and th- I hated it for the longest time I think I think I, something has just occurred to me we talked about doing bets later on in the year for our football matchups I think I just figured something out for you. This ought to be good. If if the Packers beat the Broncos, I think above your door in a, a race of my choosing, instead of saying Regan Smith, we'll put Pork Chop up there. What do you think? I that is that a pretty good bet? I, what week do they play again? <laughs> I don't. What week is that? It's midseason. I, I have think. no idea. How do you I feel, feel like about that? I feel like I'm going to have to have up in the ante a little bit. About four more of those <laughs> before I make that decision. <laughs> Well, just remember, Peyton Manning's not as young as he used to be. He's not. Yeah. All right. But anyways, we'll do a couple more questions, and we'll let, uh, we'll let Josh get out of here. First name, what's our next question? Who was your racing idol growing up, and if it's changed, who is it now? How about this? We can't, you can't say Dale Jr. Probably one of the first ones I would say was Jeff Gordon, because that was when I first started watching racing. He was young and everything. I liked him. My dad liked him. Well, hang on. Did you like mustache Jeff Gordon or post-mustache Jeff Gordon? I'd say I was probably post-mustache. I'd come in probably like... 96, 97. I think that was when he first lost it. See, I remember mustache Jeff Gordon. Yeah, my, da- my dad was a, kid. a mustache Jeff Gordon mm-hmm. fan. Regan, what you got? I was a uh, I was a Davey Allison guy to start with. And then obviously I was still pretty young when Davey, Davey lost his life there. So I transferred over to Dale Sr. Right. And I was a Dale Sr. guy after that. But Davey was the first one that I took a liking to. He had that bright Texaco scheme. First race I ever went to and, and I saw that and I liked it and I thought it was cool. And then he was kind of younger back then. In terms of, you know, age-wise, he was, man, I don't remember ex- his exact age, but he wasn't as old as some of the guys were, and, and I took a liking to him, so I was, I was a Davey guy. I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of drivers that we've had over the years, because I've been here for a while, uh, have said Dale Sr. was a favorite driver, but I feel like you either really, really, you were a huge Dale Sr. fan, or you didn't like him at all. There wasn't a, oh, I'm, I'm, I kind of like Dale Sr. It was just yes or no. It was, it was black or white. I, I would say that's a fair statement. It was pretty mm-hmm. cut dry, one, one or the other, and, uh, you know, that's uh, – any, anytime you got a guy that wins that much, yeah. that's usually how that works out. It's either, you know, Kyle Busch, the prime example right, right now. They, people either love him or they hate him. And that's nothing that's, in the middle. That was what Dale Sr. used to say, as long as the fans are making noise. That's if you come out for driver good. intros, you don't hear anything, there's a problem. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Yeah. Not good. All right, final question. What is your proudest accomplishment? This could be life in general. This could be racing. This could be anything. Proudest accomplishment? Well, I, th- I think having a baby this year has probably got to be it. Okay. If, if we're talking, you know, just life in general, not not anything to do with racing. The the baby's a that's a big deal. That changes a lot of things for you. What if I asked you to pick something in racing? Also. Something in racing? Yeah. Um that would probably Darlington? be Darlington. Yeah, I think it'd have to be Darlington. It was a pretty big win. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't uh I'll be honest with you, I remember watching that race and this is before I knew Regan. And I was like, 
Oh, this poor schmuck. He's got Carl Edwards behind him. There's <laughs> no way he's going to win this race. You know what? You did. And then he met me, and it all made sense. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he's like a Doberman. <laughs> or a gorilla. Or a gorilla. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said Doberman. You said gorilla. I was, I was like, like a gorilla behind. Could you picture me behind the wheel going across the start finish line, beat my chest? <laughs> Actually, now I'm picturing you as a pork chop. As a pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that just changed it all. That, all whole, right. that whole image just went away for everybody. All right, Josh. What you got for us? Actually, and this might for you. This could be this year. How many races have you started this year? How many races have y'all done? Probably like fourteen or fifteen. And you've won eight of them. Yeah, uh, that's been good. I'll let you make that decision, though. I'm sorry, I don't. Want to no, I'd say I'd say probably last year running them two, ex, ex, or then nationwide now Xfinity races because that was kind of like a you know you do all this to move to that level and get to accomplish that. That's good. I mean, I, obviously, I think that's the racing side of it. Outside of the racing. I don't know if I really have anything that crazy yet. You're I mean, younger. You're not even married yet. yet. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't have to worry married, about all that stuff baby, yet. That would be not that married would be yet. That's yeah, the big word. Yet. What? I said yet, yeah, but yeah. I wasn't going to put that pressure on. I that, think we, I think think we yeah, put that pressure on you last we time. We like doing we? that. Yeah. We like pressuring yeah. Josh yeah. a little bit. We always, every time you come in the studio, we ask George. Little do you know this was a setup. Your girlfriend was actually the one that called and said, Josh has got to be on the show and you got to ask him. No, I'm Next on the hotline, Josh's girlfriend. Dial it up, first name. All right, well, hey, Josh, thanks for coming in again. We appreciate it. Always uh, always great to see the late model team and yourself doing well. Um, we wish you the best. And we want everybody to keep checking out. Uh, yeah. Going to be running a lot more Cars Tour races and yeah. have the Speedco Chevy out there for those. So yeah, We definitely got got a bunch of racing coming up, so definitely. Gets to the busy it. time of year this year right now. Yeah. All the all the big races really kind of start right. hitting now as well. we got Martinsville coming up shortly, uh, some other big races, and, and each of those Cars races are all big races, right. as, you, as we touched on earlier. So. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate you coming in here today. All right, Regan, we're heading. We're doing some road course racing this weekend. That should be fun. Heading to your home state of New York, uh, Watkins Glen International. You've done well there in the past. You're back in the TaxSlayer.com car. What can we expect from you this weekend? Well, I hope I hope lots of good things. It's uh, you know, I've, Watkins Glen's an important place for me. Um, I grew up watching races there, going going to the to the what was used to be um, the, at the Glen weekends and and. You know, really thoroughly, you like how I did that, don't you? Yeah, I did. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed going there as a kid, and, and uh, you know, you couldn't see a lot of the racetrack, but they had some TV set up, and, and what you could see was always uh, always entertaining. And uh, one of my earliest racing memories was the season that I think Kyle Petty was leading the race, and he crashed coming up through the S's. What car was he in then? He was in the mellow yellow oh, car. Yeah, we've been down this road before. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did have this discussion. Yeah, that was one of the yeah, first years. I forgot about that. So, uh <laughs> Yep, that that uh, that place has got a special meaning to me. Hometown's about an hour and twenty, hour and thirty minutes north of there, um, if if even that far. And uh, seventy-five miles. Seventy-five miles. So you like probably, how I knew that? If you could average seventy miles an hour, it's probably right at an hour away, almost yeah. a little more than an hour. Yeah. I don't know if you can average that. But I don't know on those roads if you can average a lot, of, a lot of little towns you got to right. cut through to get there. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's some place that would be special for me to win at, and and I've worked very hard to do that over uh, you know over my career and and. Man, really want to get that accomplished. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can. Um, coming off a good second place finish, that was uh, that yeah. was nice. Mm -hmm. That was and, impressive and too. Felt like yeah, and, and felt like we had some of our speed back. We've been, you know, working hard to, to get that where it's on a regular basis. We get the all three cars back up, uh, contending for top fives and wins. And uh, you know, there's a big push on in the shop right now. So it's good to see the hard work get just rewarded a little bit at that point. Um, naturally, didn't Morale get the trophy. Booster. Yeah, and and naturally didn't get the trophy, but. Uh, you know, it gives you a little momentum going into this uh, this final push. Well, I knew we had something at Iowa. You know why? Why? Because Regan came on the radio and he told uh, Burdett, he said, 
Well, the car's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a good weekend for you. Can you imagine winning yeah. in your home at your home track? Twelve Dales Pals would not be enough. I'll promise <laughs> you that. Well, we I might not be walking the uh, next yeah, day we, either, uh, but we it wouldn't be more enough. Twelve. Uh, interest, more importantly, we haven't talked about the scuff ups last week. Oh, there was a yeah. lot of scuff ups. It yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Here's my thing. Like, <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm happiest about? I wasn't involved in any of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> skate. I got. We got on the uh, airplane, and Roush flies on the same plane that we do. And I walked past a couple of the guys, jo- guys that I know, joking, and I'm like. Guys, I didn't do anything. Just leave me out of it. <laughs> you know, just just being eh, a little bit of a smartass. But well, here's there the there was a lot going on in there. There was race. a lot going on, especially with the with the Roush uh, ca- with the Roush camp. Roush camp. It seemed yeah. like the Roush cars all had, in some capacity, something that uh, something that was documented one way or another on TV. I, again, I haven't watched the race, but I did see number one. I was standing there doing post race interviews. I saw in the I'm watching the screen instead of doing my interview. Right. I'm like, oh wow, they're fighting over there. <laughs> yeah. you might, you guys might want to <laughs> cut to them because they're fighting, and I'm just talking right now. But then uh, in the media center, I saw the other stuff that, that happened and took place, and uh, very interesting. It's, it's I would say they're not over the Dover stuff yet no, based on that. There's still some animosity there. Yeah. But here's my it's question. It's fun Saturday night in Iowa. This leads me to my next question. If you're Ryan Reed, do you take your helmet off in that situation? I feel like as a man, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Chastain you called off. him out on that like yeah. real subtly, and it was hilarious. It, w- it wasn't very subtle, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, I don't know. It Chastain was said, uh, I couldn't hear what he <laughs> said because he had his helmet on. on. I'll say this. If you're going to come up and push me mm-hmm. from behind like that, that yeah. Chastain didn't even see it coming, you better have a helmet on because I'm not going <laughs> to stop. That To me, and, and you know, I don't know Ryan very well, but to me that was – of all that stuff that happened, I didn't care that his helmet was on. They both had their helmet on. It was helmet the push from behind. It was the push from behind. Look the man in the eye if you're going to go up and shove him. That's a valid point. Period. It is. Period. Yep. So. Plus, Regan fights hockey style. I don't know if you can get his, his driver's uniform over his head. I don't that, <laughs> I don't think that'll be a pretty scene if that <laughs> happens. Yeah. Like for, for any of us. But, yeah, everyone, you you got to make sure you watch this week at Watkins Glen because it's going to be exciting. Hopefully, Jimmy well, we Motorsports gets a win. But you never know what's going to happen in these road course races. I, Tempers I made, will flare. Yeah, and I made this point in the media center, too. Right, so we've got Watkins Glen. Mm-hmm. We're going to follow that up. Everybody, some tempers are high within the series right now. As you look mm-hmm. at it across the board, there's some high tempers based on Iowa. So we're going to go to Watkins Glen, which breeds people being mad at each other because right. it breeds mistakes. It breeds guys overshooting the corners, wheel hopping into somebody. Whether they're intentional or not, it just, you know, you got, what, 12 turns? 12 opportunities for a mistake instead of four opportunities. Mm-hmm. So you got that element of it. We're going to follow that up with Mid-Ohio, yeah. which is an even tighter, more technical road course. And then if that's not enough, we'll just go ahead and go to Bristol. Yeah. Because nobody ever gets mad at Bristol, right? That's I mean, why, why not do that? Oh, wait. One more. Just when you thought we're done, we're going to go to Road America. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever the schedule maker was yeah. this year had one hell of a sense of humor right. when they put this down. I bet you they were sitting there laughing their ass off like, oh, got him. Oh, got him again. Most oh, definitely. I mean, you could call this one of two things. August could either, either be your fireworks month or your wild card month. It, it, I mean, it's definitely a wild card It really card is. Month. There's no denying the wild card aspect to it. And, and you know, we've experienced that here firsthand on, on a couple of different yeah. levels and, and different situations. So – um, it's going to be interesting, I, and, and the points have been tightening up a little by little. Uh, you don't expect the, the 60 to keep having their struggles that are a strong race team, so you know he's going to get the ship righted at some point. Uh, but certainly as that points tightens up, that pressure gets tougher and tougher, you know, from the top down, and, and uh, it, it's going to be – it'll be an interesting four-week stretch here. Yeah, I mean, the gaps are the gaps are rapidly closing. I mean, Chase is now 20, 20 points behind Chris Boucher in the lead. 
you're coming out hard on fourth, you know, you're right behind Ty Dillon here. So, I mean, a lot of things could happen. I think, and the TV brought this up during the broadcast, and it was a good point, that I really your championship scenario is really going to shake out this month. You're really going to know by the end of August who is in contention and who's not. Yeah, I would I would agree with that too because I think if if you come out of August and and the deficit you know is whatever it may be, I think to have a realistic shot, you're probably going to have to come out of the month of August within 40 points, uh, purely because it's it's just so difficult to make up points in this series right now. The way that the the way that you know everybody finishes and and maybe some cars that have a little more sh- trouble staying on the lead lap stuff like that. So. Uh, it, it, August is going to be a very, uh, very deciding month, and and you know it, it'll start ramping up the pressure. The, the one thing you can't ever look past is that the pressure starts ramping up too on that guy that's out front. The deeper and deeper into the end of the season you get, and and mistakes do. We've seen some big mistakes happen mm-hmm. late in the season, so you can't look past that either. Yeah, either way, it's going to be very exciting first name. I know you will be watching this weekend. I will, I will be. be there. We've got yeah, Chase Elliott. You You're going two weeks in uh, yeah, a row. I'm going two weeks in a row. Tips off this week. So I'm covering for Ben Rhodes in the number 88 Alpha Machine. Look at Heath White getting uh, getting on the road again here. I know. Two weeks in a row. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I bet the PR manager union is really putting pressure on you to maybe not travel so much right now. They're not very happy. I mean, two weeks of vacation, two weeks of work in? Well, to be honest... Who wouldn't take that ratio? Would you take that ratio? <laughs> I would take Two that weeks ratio. vacation, two weeks work. Well, I will say this. I enjoy going to Watkins Glen. It's your home track. It's also my home track. I grew up two hours from there. It is. It I is. went to my first ever NASCAR race there with my dad. Sat in That's turn awesome. one. Sat in turn one. I, I think I was that. eight years old. Jeff That's Gordon a good spot won. to sit there, too. Yeah. 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 Jeff, really that was before spot. they had it all paved, though. I think it was gravel back then. Yep. yep. Yeah. They had them styrofoam battles. Yeah. That, remember when Jimmy Johnson almost went through? It's still to this day one of the craziest crashes. First I've ever thing, seen. have you ever seen this video? I have not. We're gonna watch it after the show. He's got insane. some homework now. Yeah, it's insane. I always have homework. That car went through there so fast. You're just like he skipped the whole entire sand pit. He, he looked like you ever skip a stone on a creek. Yeah. It's like boop boop boop. Like yeah. that first skip and then it goes for a ways. That's what Jimmy did. If he, he was he a, if he was a golfer, he'd be the luckiest golfer ever. Unfortunately, he was in a race car. Yeah. Which then makes you like one of the most unluckiest racers ever when you skip that far. Happens so fast, you're just like, wow, can't believe it. But anyways, uh, this Saturday, August 8th, uh, at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, NBCSN is going to have that broadcast, and they've been doing a great job with their broadcasts of late. They have, yeah. They've been a great partner so yeah, far. I think we touched on that a few weeks ago, but they continue to really impress. And, and even with the even with the, the guys that were there for the Xfinity races, uh, with, the, I guess, their, their other crew that they have, um, guys that are typically maybe at the racetrack but not always on the on the booth calling everything. They did a really nice job this weekend, too, from what I heard. And MRN will have that broadcast that's going to air on Sirius XM Channel 90 at 3 o'clock. Okay, so that's going to take us into K1 Speed Hot Laps. First name, why don't you give us our K1 read? K1 Speed is America's premier indoor go-kart racing center with 27 locations nationwide. There's bound to be one near you. Visit K1Speed.com today to find a location near you. All right, so I went to go get the Dale's Pale Ale earlier today. Uh-huh. When I was there, they already had pumpkin and fall beers out already. It's August oh. 4th or whatever when we're recording this. And I recently read a story about how Hallmark in Virginia had Christmas decorations out already and Christmas cards. There's going to be some kind of decree by the United States where we cannot s- start selling different holiday things until a certain date in the calendar. And I agree, and here's why. In college, during the summers, I used to work at Lowe's. I used to stock the shelves. I worked from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. in the morning at night, stocking shelves. And my last week there was usually the end of August before I went back to college. Uh, And we would get our Christmas decorations on the trucks. They'd come in at the end of August. So we would have Christmas decorations before we had had, uh, Halloween decorations. There's really no Thanksgiving decorations, but it was just like crazy. Every year, it felt like it got earlier and earlier. You know why? Because we live in America. Commercialism is king. 
I don't understand why neither of you guys want companies to make money. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is with companies making money, although I will say that my wife is one of them that would put Christmas decorations up year-round. We celebrate Christmas in July because it's halfway to Christmas. That's what she tells me. Half Christmas, yeah. I, oh, sorry. oh, you know what it is? You're not yeah, supposed to talk during my show. No, this no, should, no, this no. should be a penalty. We should yeah. get a do-over. But long story short, uh, I agree. I don't I don't necessarily think we need to jump the gun so much on things, but uh, but it happens, and uh, I don't know. I, had an I feel like we came up weak on Hot Labs this no, week. This, I didn't. It's I a didn't, different perspective, I think. A different perspective a little bit, but I – I, there wasn't anything that was really, like, pressing, pressing on my mind today. Well, pr- pretty much the NFL, that's pretty much it. I keep seeing this beer sitting in front of me, and I'm, well, that's the only thing pressing on my mind. Here's the thing, too. I had an aunt that used to keep – she had a plastic Christmas tree. She needed that thing up till March. Oh, in my house in college, we had Christmas lights up all the time. Well, just yeah, it cool. yeah, yeah, we did that, too, in college. <laughs> yeah. All right, full disclosure. Here we I go. might <laughs> – have put up Christmas lights, a lot of Christmas lights this year um, at our home. Uh, when we go to Colorado, I put a ton of Christmas lights up. Like Christmas vacation. Like Christmas vacation, yeah. Megan loves them, right? Yeah. You can literally see it when you're coming up the hill to the Best house holiday from, of all time. From like five miles away. It's it, it's really bright. The power bill goes really sky high. We got ready to leave, and it was still snowing, and I knew I wasn't going to be back until probably like Christmas this year. I what did you do? Up. I left them up. Because you're lazy. I left them up. There was snow covering everything. I couldn't even get to half of them. That's a horrible excuse. That's hilarious. <laughs> All 5,000 of them. Yeah. Favorite uh, holidays? Yeah, well, definitely Christmas. Come Christmas. on. Christmas. <laughs> you know what? I like Halloween now, I too. like Halloween. I'm a big <laughs> Halloween guy. Well, when else can you dress up as something completely different, put a mask on, and yeah. just fake who you are? And a it's day. a good time of year because, you know, the weather's cool, but it's not so cold. you got to dress up like yeah. you in a winter j- jacket or anything. And Plus, football season's in, in yeah. route. Yeah, you got your seasonal beers. Your fall beers are out even though, yeah. They're, they're already out. Yeah, the pumpkin beers are out already. But anyways. All right. More beer. Great show today, Regan. Hey, I'm glad you got to have me here. Yeah. We're fortunate to have you here. <laughs> I told Regan he's, he's the only dependable driver we have. You know why? Because he makes an effort to be here every week. He does. We are here. I don't know if any other driver across any series does something like this. I'm sure they're somewhere. I, I honestly don't think so. First name does. says no. First name says you're it. Where we go? All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, be sure to check out the Watkins Glen race this weekend. We will see you next week uh, and talk a little bit about Mid Ohio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere, on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dale's today.